Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do a live on a Thursday edition, a Thursday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. Merely Bo and the great Z. Mm. You went through, you just experienced one of the most nervy things for me, which is you were you were enjoying your lunch. We were having a wonderful conversation. Happy birthday, S. S. Happy birthday. Happy At birthday to the great S. Um, you were having, enjoying a nice lunch there as we were having it, mm. and it appeared that I, what was the first thing that you were eating there? There was a there was a, a protein, there were some veggies, chicken. It was like a, a burrito bowl kind of. Okay, um, it appeared out of the corner. I didn't look at it closely. It appeared to me that there was uh, some sort of a, a an olive oil or a, but or was there not some sort of a? There was a salsa in there. A salsa maybe. Okay, sure. so it wasn't quite as nervy. Um, and, and it felt like you thought at one point that there was a miss. There wasn't. I did. I gave a you quick navigated look down. it. Yeah. There's nothing more panicky than me, no. as you know I like the olive oil, than a, a potential drip. That's a DEFCON 1 situation. That's a oxy spray because you're no done. Doubt. You're cooked at that point. I won't even cook in anything that I like anymore because when you get that yeah. oil nice and hot and you get something in there, you're going to get some splatter. No chance. I'd much rather burn my arms mm-hmm. Same. than ruin a nice quarters of you're flying too close to the sun man icarus brother back on up nailed it nailed it nailed it all right uh we've we've got a lot of things to get to but what i wanted to run by you yesterday we set the over under on tonight at ten and a half million are we still comfortable with that yes i i don't feel like the mass push is being made enough to educate the people i think we're going to get over ten and a half million due to the stewardship of wonderful children and grandchildren who are going to be fielding yes. calls and texts tonight of, how do I watch this game? I could not agree with you Apparently more. Apparently that was my old person voice. <laughs> yeah, how but, do I watch this game? A southern, a southern woman? <laughs> I don't know. Or a southern I'm not really sure. old man? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I think that there is going to be a panic at 7.58 or probably more like 8.10 of, hey, where's the game? Oh, it's it's on it's only on the app. Wait, it's what come what? Huh? The huh? Where is it? Yeah. No smart TV? Sorry. Sorry. Could be rough. Could be rough. Yeah. I I I'm, I think we're going to get you. there though. I mean, I, I think, think the masses I think that the that when this is on, we saw this with the Monday Night Football ratings when they had, you know, 13 million was watched on ABC. They don't get to 20 if that's only on ESPN. They don't no. get there. Mm-mm. It's probably 16, yep. something like that. Because it had ABC, it gets all the way to 20 over across all the platforms. Um, so the other thing I found out is apparently, like let's say you're not watching right away when you clue into it. Like let's say, like for example, like I'll be putting the two littles to bed around the time of kick. They okay. go to bed around 8.30. So I guess when I open the app, they this happened in the preseason game. I was talking to somebody this morning who was paying attention to the preseason, um, that – when you open the app, you can either start from the beginning or go to live. So it's auto DVR wow. upon entry. That's fun. Which is cool, I think. Yeah, I think that's real nice. Um, so that will be interesting. Have you contemplated the idea? And I don't know if they're going to do this or not. They could do whatever they want with the commercials. If they wanted to run a two-minute Lord of the Rings 
right? I've been in three meetings this week. I am dreading the clock next week because it's different unlike anything in 10 years so, that we have ever done. All right, so We are literally rebuilding clocks and sending them to affiliates and going, hey, one week only, this is going to be a little bit of a show. And that's, you can put the word in front sure. of the show. I think that I didn't think about it until this morning. He can build clocks. He can build clocks and rebuild them. He's a Brugay. He's a Brugay. Um, Sir Winston Churchill, <laughs> Napoleon Bonaparte. S. The um, here's here's, but I didn't think about this until this morning. If they wanted to, they wouldn't. They don't have to go. They're not commercially driven. Correct. They can do whatever they want. So it's going to be. Don't you think, I don't know what it's going to be. Buy ads well, I can into tell you. It? So their their preseason game felt like a pretty traditional NFL broadcast. Okay. But you're saying next week when we're on, so you're having to do the homework on this. Well, what are they telling you? What can and, we expect tonight? And right now we have to wait and see how tonight goes. <laughs> like my my friends in Kansas City and in Los Angeles mm -hmm. are not <sighs> pleased about how this is going to go because they're the guinea pigs for this. So what do they believe? So is normally, be the plan? quick pick, quick peek behind. Ultimately, the goal is four breaks per quarter. Okay. Okay. Now, if you get two long drives in a quarter, the two breaks go over to the second quarter, and that's why your second quarter seems to drag on forever. Whatever the, the same thing, yeah. third and fourth quarter. They're going threes all the way across with three breaks that are just going to be floaters. They're going to drop in wherever, and then one break that they're just getting rid of altogether, and you're just out the inventory. Well, because they own the inventory, they can they do whatever they know. want. Correct. That's so, right. like, <laughs> if they want to, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think they will. I think that they, I'm guessing is they probably sold ads for this. They don't need to, but they probably did. They could just run, like, the Lord of the Rings show promos for three minutes and say, well, we're back after this. Good. Correct. Hopefully that'll convince my kids to go down that journey with me. They haven't? It's an no, awful journey. Not yet. Let me, let me have five minutes with them. First of all, the films were great. They, were they great. won Oscars. The suck. You're really? Wrong. You I don't. You can't think that. How he can does. you say hate? Wait a second. Did you he watch does. nine hours and then say, "Boy, those suck"? I watched the first one. It, the sun was out, and when I came out, it was dark, and I was like, "And I didn't think wasting my." That was a lot of time for something that I was like, well, I mean, it's eh, feasible in the it was in all the right. One day you started at four thirty, and you're done by seven. Yeah, seven seven thirty. Of course, it would be dark. No interest. Done. <laughs> well, all right. it's well, that's a whole other topic. We'll do that in June. But, yeah. But it, the point is. It is a full-on whatever we feel like. We have like no idea it. what we're going to see tonight. The other thing is there's no flipping. No flipping. You could, but then That's the old Larry Sanders line from, uh, you remember that? Larry oh, yeah. Sanders show? No Thanks. flipping. No flipping. You're in, you're in. No. You're, into the, you're in there, and that's Gary it. Gary Shandling? Yeah. I mean, you could. That's sneaky good. So people, good. It was people great. don't remember that show. I, it doesn't. They had that the and love. Arliss at the same time, which were yeah. both great, and I feel like are both lost. And the guy, his sidekick, right on on Larry Sanders was the dad. Rip torn was Rip torn, mm -hmm. and then wasn't also the guy who was the dad in Hangover, the first Hangover. Wasn't he also on that? Yeah, yeah. I the like guy, guy he was in. Uh, that guy was originally like in like Walk Away from a Heater. Well, Love isn't that guy. He, he's also in. Um, Ah, uh, the Will Arnett, Jason Bateman show. Arrested Development. Arrested, thank you. Good job, Eddie. Thank you. Arrested Development. Thank you. Uh, and he's great, great in that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Uh, but yeah, Larry Sanders doesn't. I think what happened with that is they finally got it in HBO Max in the last year or so, but I think it was licensing because they had a lot of songs and stuff, uh, and so they couldn't. They didn't have the licensing for the stream, so that's the way that that worked.
but I'm fascinated to see how this goes tonight. It's crazy. I didn't even think about it at the time of the draft when they were talking about – remember they had Gonzalez out there. Who was out there? Gonzalez and was it Eckler? Uh-huh. Was yeah. Who was at the draft? Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, okay, great. It's on Amazon. But I never thought from the standpoint of, oh, it's only on the app, and this these are two of the three best teams in football, and they're playing week two on this app only. Yeah. Let's go. Now, can you – I think you can watch it on NFL Plus. I, I can neither confirm nor I deny, but that's another NFL app. Plus. That's so maybe a, you have, a, like, a tablet or something. You got something on the side. Yeah, you, you which can would allow you to it. still switch around on the for sure. regular. I assume – I mean, I, yeah, you can two-screen for sure. But in terms of, hey, we're at commercial, let's see what's going on in this. Yeah. No, not. Not getting that. Not in your primary uh, uh, TV. So No. And it's an awesome – it's going to be an awesome game. Uh, oh, the scores yeah. went – Up and up and up. Yep. Well, listen, we turned in a winning week one. We're going to turn in a winning turn week two. Turn in another That's week we two. Do. That's what we do. We are back, back on the practice field here today in about a half hour ahead of the opener against the Jets. Uh, injury updates from yesterday from us. Jack Conklin limited with the knee injury. Your thoughts on that? Same. He's bringing him along. And I'll tell you, the fact that James Hudson played so well in his debut, he was graded at Pro Football Focus as our best run blocker on the offensive line. He was the second best offensive line grade behind only Wyatt Teller. He allowed just one pressure on 36 pass blocking snaps. He played phenomenal football, and that will allow the Browns to bring Jack Conklin along judiciously. And so I thought that was very good to see. And so Jack's right on track. And we'll see. Maybe it's Thursday against the Steelers that he makes his debut. Maybe it's this week. We'll find out as the practice week goes on. But I think they're being judicious with him, and the way that Hudson performed certainly helps you do that. Does Do the Jets have people on the defense, at defensive end that will make it difficult on Hudson? Or where, where Oh, yeah. Do we go through they, that? Oh, yeah. They got a nice defensive I'm sure we're going to get into that. We went through the middle more. of it in the matchups. But that's, yeah. I was just curious. Carl Lawson, so, our guy. Yeah. Jermaine Johnson, who they drafted, twenty and the I think 24th overall. The uh, first-round pick, he was their third first-round pick out of Florida State who had a half a sack last week. And then John Franklin Myers, who last year uh, had a career, he had six sacks, six tackles for loss, and 14 quarterback hits for them. Those are kind of the edges. And they brought in a guy, Jacob Martin, as well, who has had at least three sacks every season. He had a half a sack. They rotate these guys. All eight of their D linemen played between 19 and 36 snaps. All eight of them. They there will rotate them, and so, yeah. But, yes, they have guys that can get after you on the edge, and then they got Quinn and Williams, Solomon Thomas, and Sheldon Rankins who can get after you in the middle. The reason I ask is, so we've got we've got this one, Steelers on a short week, but no TJ. No. And then Falcons, nothing too scary there. I don't know yet. Nothing yeah. too terrifying. And then Chargers? Terrifying. So that's terrifying. So Bosamac. Jack. Be back. Be back then. Circle it. That's the one. Come on, come on. Man. That's that's the one that you need. Um, we mentioned the Amari Cooper limited yesterday, but that was just rest. a rest, typical rest day. Um, from their standpoint, um, obviously the the thing you're waiting on for them is Zach Wilson, but they've already ruled him out and said Flacco's starting. So yes, so here are the ones that you got to pay attention to for them. So George Fant starting left tackle for them. Mm-mm-mm. And they're already without their actual starting left tackles because Mekhi Becton out for the year with a knee injury. Then they signed Dwayne Brown. He goes out with a shoulder injury. So if George Fant were to be out of this one, oh boy, they would be starting 
Max Mitchell, their fourth-round pick out of Louisiana, who played right tackle in week one, gave up a sack and three pressures and, and, and struggled mightily. And then on the other side, it would be Connor McDermott, who was a sixth-round pick of the Patriots in 17. He's been with New England, Buffalo, and the Jets. 36 games, three star, uh, six starts in his career, started three times, but has been dreadful. So it could be, I mean, really a really rough go of things if Fant is not able to go. This is a guy who's been... 30 games, 30 starts with the Jets. Uh, he struggled last week, gave up a sack, four pressures. But, I mean, he is the veteran of that group. Something to pay attention to. And then Whitehead is their starting safety. Jordan Whitehead, who they signed from the Bucks. He was a starting safety on the along with Winfield Jr. Those were the back end there on their Super Bowl team. Uh, he did not participate. And then Franklin Myers, who I talked about the defensive end, John Franklin Myers, uh, he did not participate as well with a toe. So, those are three to keep an eye on. Whitehead's not as big. He replaced Ashton Davis, who was their starter a year ago, so they have another guy who's at least started. They have defensive line depth, as we talked about, but if George Fant is out, that is going to be – that will be a major story in this game. Yes, it will be, especially with Joe Flacco at quarterback, who is not particularly mobile. Um, so that's that's where you stand on that. Again, we're about ready to hit the practice field in about uh, 15 minutes or so, and we'll see if, where, where some of our things are. I, I will say, knock on plexiglass, two weeks in, we haven't had to be paying a whole lot of attention to the injury list for us. It's been what is known, and we've done a pretty good job of getting through camp. Other than the early injury to Joaquin Grant, you know, that stinks. But other than that, we've been pretty healthy the last couple of weeks leading into the season and now into week two. Yeah, keep it going let's keep it going but yes we're in a good spot from a from a physical well-being standpoint headed into this game Did and, I, and and they were smart yesterday very light practice just very yeah, because they're keeping an eye season, on brother this and then the quick turnaround remember we're sitting here today yeah. we're gonna play a game on sunday and then again on thursday so we have two games between now and um you know eight days from now on this show i love a thursday night game i love Same. leading right into the game on thursday then we get a reaction friday a full NFL to react to on Monday. Big fan. Big, big fan. That'll be fun. Huge. Um, oh, I got to tell you, um, you I, I figured out the I finally figured out the Madden thing, how the quick start thing. Yeah. God, they, that's they awful. They fixed it. Though. Did they fix it? They finally have fixed okay. it. Okay. Yes. I mean, it was just you had to restart mind-numbing Agreed. Yeah. that you had to do that, and they finally, you know, you'd go to that quick start, and it's like, no, I don't want to go to the game my kid played two days ago in the third quarter. Like, right. I think it's cool that you have the technology. To do that. That's fine, sure. but I would really rather just start over um, on that. So I got I played my, my first game of Madden twenty three last night was was very fun. Was really you when are you going to dial me up and I'm not ready an for an online you. challenge? I'm brother. not ready for you. You're ready? No, uh -uh. no. I thought it was Put largely in, fine. Uh, I played the opener against uh, Carolina for us. Uh -huh. um, went went pretty well. I feel like Miles should be able to get around the edge a little better than he does. You want it to happen every play. But it'll, even it'll some, like it'll I ended there. up with three sacks with Clowney just because Baker was moving away from uh, Miles and, and Clowney was falling into sacks left and right. So yeah. um, I think that game needs a, a big boost, though. I felt like with the next generation, there should have been a bigger jump. For the I game. found as I've kind of settled into this one that I, there's so much more I can do throwing the football using that left trigger and the controlled passing mm -hmm. and really throw to green as opposed to just yeah. being stuck on their route tree and their targets, uh, I found that, that is, that's been good. And I found that you really need to – you've got to run the football. You can't – yes, you do. You've got to be – not balanced, but you can't just throw it literally every play. 
I like running it with Chubb and Hunt, though. Oh, yeah, running is great. Th- that's fun. Yeah. We, we, Nick had himself a big game last night for us. It was nice. Um, so a lot to get to over the course of the program. It is coordinator day here in Berea, so you'll hear from Mike Prefer, Alex Van Pelt, Joe Woods as well. We're off and running on a Thursday edition. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Bath Authority gives you that bathroom of your dreams. In about a day, you can transform your current bath into a spa-like experience. Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you. At a fraction of the cost of the competitors, they're the best in town, guys. Bath Authority, our area's premier bath and shower remodeler. They're experts and factory trained. Give them a call now. You get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality and the largest selection of bath projects. They're all made in the United States. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding again in about a day. Superior products with expert installers at the Bath Authority, 216-220-8399 or thebathauthority.com. And now here's special teams coordinator Mike Prefer at the podium. So before we get started, we're talk a little bit about last week and my perspective on last week you know with a young team you have to find ways to win you have to go in you know to that game on a hot Sunday afternoon against a good football team with a lot to play for and you got to find a way to win and that's what we did and that I was real proud of the, of the entire team but on special teams we did a lot of good things some things we got to get a lot better at we know that but this week, the perspective that I have to take and, and the motivation that I have, you know, coaching our guys this week is to, you know, how do we handle winning? And when you have a young team that coming off an emotional win, you got to find ways to, you know, get them back to work, get them motivated, get them ready to roll. And I think we've done that this week. I know our head coach does a phenomenal job with that. Our, we have a bunch of good coaches that do that. We have a bunch of good veteran leaders, even though we are young. Our veteran leaders have done a nice job at the beginning part of this week and uh, on with the meetings this morning and walk through and everything and, and try to figure out how do we handle winning? How do we get prepared for this next opponent? Because New York's going to come in here, you know, with guns a-blazing, and they're going to be ready to roll, and, and they're going to play hard. And, you know, their head coach is a tough guy, and he coaches them tough. That, you know, they have an outstanding – Brant Boyer's an outstanding special teams coordinator. He's going to get them ready to play. He, all, he played hard when he was a player, coached against them. You know, you guys remember him here. Um, you know, he was a good football player. He's a good football coach. So, you know, they've got a lot of talent on their special teams from their kicker, their returner. Uh, Barrios is, you know, one of the top returners in our game, both punt and kickoff return. You know, Greg Zerline's been doing this for a long time as their place kicker. Uh, Braden Mann's a good young punter. He's, I think he's fighting a little bit of a back issue. He struggled a little bit on Sunday, but he's very talented. And they've got core players all over the place that are really good players for us that are going to pose a challenge for us on Sunday. Be obvious. What was your view on the game-winning kick there, and how confident were you that when you put Kate in that situation, that he was going to make that 58? Honestly, I was hoping we get to the 40. I know uh, Coach has said that, Kate has said that, and that's honestly where we thought we needed to get to. Um, get to the 40-yard line, make it a 58-yarder, give him the best chance, and our offense did a phenomenal job getting there. You know, we did. I uh, thought Coach did a great job of using the timeouts there at the end. The game management was really good. Um, I thought they would, you know, kick it a little bit shorter to us to, you know, give us some, uh, uh, try to waste some time off the clock. They didn't do that. So, you know, our, our young kickoff return did a nice job in that situation, letting the ball go in the end zone and gave us about the 25 with, I don't know, what, minute, 10, minute, 15 to go and brought it down to 13 seconds and, and, we, and we made it. So in that situation, you know, we're concerned about whether or not that flag was going to stand uh, with the intentional grounding. So we, we were going to have to, with the 10-second runoff, we we're going to have to do what we call an umpire alert, which 
means with three seconds left, we got to get everybody ready, and they're going to wind the clock. We got to snap the ball immediately. So we were ready for that situation as well. And then it turned out there was 13 seconds left. So um, I think I think so. I think it's a 10-yard penalty. It would have been a 68-yard. Which you would well, you, I think you'd have to. Yeah. I mean, that type of day with the, you know with very little wind, and I think the wind was blowing maybe a little bit in that direction. I don't remember, but it was a nice day, and you know he made it. I don't know how long it would have made it from, but he he crushed that thing. Had confidence that he could have made it from 68 if he had to. From what I've seen, and I know you guys have seen a little bit of it too, but what I've seen in practice and since we've drafted him, um, I've got a lot of confidence in his leg. You know, 68 is quite a stretch, but you know he's got a tremendous leg and he's got a lot of confidence in that leg. Turn. Uh, what are your plans this week? And you picked up a special team who, I mean a. Practice squad who has yep. experience. Chester, yeah. Moved in there? You know, we're working with him. Um, there's some things I think, even though he's a six-year veteran, some things I need him to work on. We talked about that yesterday. We'll continue to talk about the rest of the week. You know, being on practice squad, you would have to make a roster move to, you know, get him up on the 53 and get him on the 48 for the game day roster. I'm not sure if we're there yet, but it's nice to have him there as an insurance policy. You know, um, you know, Demetric did some good things. He just got to get out of his own head sometimes. He just, you know, he doesn't hit the seam, hit the return like we need him to, and I think he will. He has before. First game out there, um, we didn't block for him particularly well in a couple of those returns. We, we got after him. I mean, we almost blocked one punt. We should have blocked another another punt. Um, Miles almost blocked the field goal at the end of the game. I don't know if you guys saw that. He got through there on a swim, and he missed it. Went right by his uh, left hand. Uh, so we had, you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? Um, but we'll keep working with uh, Demetric. I have a lot of confidence in, in him. I think he's an outstanding athlete that's still learning as a punt returner. That was his first game. He's just, you know, he just can't put the ball on the ground. Other than that, he's fine. He just can't put the ball on the ground, and that's got to be eliminated, and he knows that. What do you like about um, Jerome Ford that you went with him is the kick return? Um, I like his, first of all, he hasn't done it since high school, so it's been a crash course for him all summer. And uh, he's worked extremely hard. We spent a lot of hours together getting him prepared. And we made the decision the night before the game, let's go. And Coach did. And uh, I think it was a good one. He, he's got that running back vision. He's got that uh, uh, toughness. He's going to run hard. He's going to make people miss. He's not afraid. Like you saw him when he bounced it outside the other day, he tried to run through two guys and got three extra yards, got out to the 26, 27-yard line. So um, I think he's got enough speed to, to break a big one. And he's got toughness and courage, and he's got really good vision. So he should help us there. What do you think about the, the new midfield logo? Ball security. It's bad. He's not covering up the tip of the ball. It's the first thing I think of. His hand is back here. The ball, tip of the ball is exposed. I can't believe they're going to put that on the 50-yard line. No. Well, he will not be our returner, no. That's great. Got to have ball security. Brownie, tuck it away, dude. High and tight, brother. You got to touch. I can't. I'm trying to even. Like, do we have any of them in here? Do we have any of them up? I What's that? We do. do we have a brownie, a stiffy, stiffy brownie? Do we, we have any don't. of them? A picture of one? Come on. Bad signal. Yeah, see, look. There it is. It's based. Oh, my gosh. He's carrying it like a loaf of bread? Not secure. That's a fine. Not secure. Oh, no. Stiffy the elf. Not good, buddy. Be better. Be better. Be better, brownie. Yeah. You got to get that. Kind of get that sorted out. Get get the get the tip covered. By the way, I got it, I got it sorted out with Eisen. He's on board now. Yeah, you did. Got to get people. Got to get. Yeah, it's funny though. Our, our fans, I do find they get very like. We all know what Brownie is, but I think it is reasonable to assume that people outside of Cleveland might not know about Brownie the Elf. And it's okay. It's okay that it's they okay. wouldn't know. 
They don't know. A logo that hasn't been around since the 60s. Yeah, that's right. And has only been trotted out. Really, from Stefanski. Yeah, I mean, little trickles here and there from before that. But really, Stefanski wearing it on the hoodie. But honestly, folks, how many times do you think people in other markets are paying attention to the hoodie that the head coach in another market is wearing? Not often. Zero. Like, Like, we would know, sure. But, like. Like the, the notion that you're taking shot, worried about. Yeah, the Colts have a logo where they've got an actual horse, like doing some things. They do. Yeah, there's but one. You that's never got, see it. Yeah, and Denver like, has one too. They've sure. got like a bucking horse oh, yeah, thing right, that exactly. from way back. But like we just you don't see you don't that see stuff very often. Sure, sure. sure. Uh, it's just like when you and I were all excited about that lion thing oh, with the guy on the lions and all that. Isn't I mean, it great? Looked so great. Like it's amazing. It really is. Um, but get, I'd never seen it. I'm trying to get us to recreate that one. For all the dog lovers out there where it's like brownie or a browns football player on a ferocious dog in that kind of same looking type logo. what about if the dog if it's like what you and i thought it was which is like a gladiator thing almost like yeah like on a chariot pulling on yeah, a chariot sure. brownie pulling sure yeah that's what that's like. a win <laughs> that feels like a win dog it, it, it is a win doesn't even feel like it yeah it does there was one other thing on that lions thing i can't remember what i was going to Something else there. Oh well, we'll uh, we'll, it'll come to me at some point. Rumkey and recycling. Seen it, man. We're gonna get there, man. Jeez, they're favored by a point and a half. It just feels like a lock that they lose by a field goal to Washington. Uh, Rumkey Waste Recycling, family owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumkey.com to learn more. You believe Carson Wentz is capable of like two decent performances in a row? I don't, but I also think everything that can go wrong does go wrong to them. Yeah. I mean, they've had heartbreaking True. losses. Um, Man, the 4 tough. o'clock slate on Sunday is not great. Dude, it's a bad slate of football. The best game is tonight. I mean, because the the Sunday nighter is Cincinnati-Dallas without Dak. No, it's Sunday after. It's, oh, that's 425? 425. Sunday night is is Rodgers against the Bears. The Bears, yeah. Oh, my God. And then you have two good ga- I think you have two good games on Monday. Remember, Titans-Bills last year was an epic game. But I, got, I think Bill's going... I'm sorry, Titans are going. Oh, so do we off the cliff. So, and I'm the Vikings Eagles game. I'm into. I'm into that game. The Vikings Eagles game will be fun, but this is a it's a largely poo poo platter weekend. I mean, this here's the best o'clock. ones tonight. Look, look at the one o'clock window, dude. It's here's, bad at one o'clock too. Listen to the spreads: four o'clock, Niners minus eight and a half, Rams minus ten, Broncos minus ten, Raiders minus five and a half, Cowboys plus seven to the Bengals. And then Packers minus 10. And then the first Monday night game is Bills minus 10. I mean, there are Bam. just monster numbers. One o'clock, you've got, I think Dolphins-Ravens is a good game. I think Bucks-Saints is a good game. Those are the two most. I am so fatigued, though, on Brady that I just I just have seen it. I've seen he struggles with much, those Saints, and, and he does struggle with them. Uh, they are favored have in you New seen, Orleans, by the way. Have you seen the total for our game? Yeah, I'm seeing it right now. Lowest in the NFL this week, 39 and a halfer. Yeah, but did you see the line? Six and a half. That's a big on a 39 and a half total. Let me do the math real quickly. It's basically uh, 23-16. Mm-hmm. Is what they've got dialed up for yeah. us. Right? Yeah. 23 and a, a 20. Boy, the Lions, three, the Lions total and a half. is 48 and a half. Yeah. Is that the highest that's of the day? Uh, no, 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 no. 51 and a half cards and cards Raiders. Raiders and then 50 Vikes Eagles. I feel like that there's a lot wrong in Arizona. I do too. A lot. It's always, it just always feels like a disaster. It's kind of fun to watch. 
Let it burn. Why, why do you not like the people there? I don't. Who do you have, have a problem, problem with in Arizona? I don't have any problem with the people Well, you Arizona. just said let it burn. Like, is there, do you have an, an, a personal animus eh. towards the Cardinals? Like, I don't. I, I, I'm not impressed by Kyler. Um, I, I, you know my feelings on Cliff. Hot seat. Hot severe. Seat. <laughs> probably. Severe hot seat. Your boy in San Fran better win this week or I'm contemplating putting him back on. He's going to win. They're going to win. Yeah, they're going to be just fine, I think. In this sure one. about that? Yeah. Yep. All right. I feel very confident yep. about that one. I think they're going to be uh, – I think they'll be just fine in that game. Yeah, Gibby. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's not a great slate, though, and it's it's crazy because the best one's tonight. That's yeah. by far not only the best one of this week, but one of the four games that you'd have to see this year. They, this These two games, home and away, Bills and Chiefs, in terms of where your team's not involved, oh, those yeah. are the three that I totally. you, you got to see. Gots to. The Chargers don't play the Bills, do they? This year? This year? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think they're on the schedule. I'm not I'm not doing yeah. LCD right now. Ch- yeah. Yeah. It would be a fun show. would be a very fun show. By the way, you know, in the, in the vein of, you know, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Sure. I've added a new wrinkle this week. So as you Look sit at over that there, board. That's so much. It's a lot. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah? It's not much at all. It's way less than last week. Is it really? But well, Maybe gone, I didn't look as close. So I've gotten to a new thing. So, like, red pen is, like, last week's stats. Okay. I like that. Black pen would just be information or, like, career stats. Yep. And then blue is, like, if there's something I find uh, very interesting that I want my eyes to immediately be drawn because I feel like the blue really pops. It does pop. And blue is also going to give you the snap counts as well just by their numbers. So, so is it, what's the green? Is that you? Did you do that too? No, that's, that's, that's a rookie. That's already there. That's a rookie. Oh, rookies are green. And blue then what's highlight, highlighter yellow? Highlighter yellow is a pro bowler. Okay. Highlighter blue is a free agent, a new player for the team. Okay. Oh, so, blue pen was note. Blue pen's like an important, an important note. Important like note. Rotate the yeah, yeah, yeah. the base mm-hmm. defense. Six. Yep. Lamarck's joined a roasted 55-yard touchdown. Like, just a little. Little pops. Interception, sacks, turnovers, things like that. I'll get a blue. For it's a funny. I, I would have done similar. I've never done one of those before. I've, I've done play-by-play for a game, but I've and never. Then I got, but it was a it was a nonsense college game. But big, 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 big notes. Yeah. Big, big. But notes. I would do similar as you. I was a big. Uh, I like a felt tip. And I like multiple color felt. To, yeah, that's it. I like that. And then things code to different things. That's, that's right. how you do it. I that's like right. that. I like what you did there. Um, all right. Coming up next, Alex Van Pelt from the podium. Matchup day for us, our offense versus the Jets defense. We'll get into that as well. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Elk and Elk, serious lawyers, serious injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. And now let's go to the podium. Our offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt. Uh, how big are you going back in love for Donovan's catches? Huge. And just his, in general, his willingness to go over the middle. It's not a good yeah. All right, He's a big guy, um, excellent hands, really does a great job of making contested catches, really strong to the ball. Um, those are some of the biggest plays of the game, and you know I think he, he won a game ball because of those plays he made in critical situations. Well deserved. Late in the game to have that yardage to know, hey, you, know, you want to get as close as you can, but just to know what that yardage is, how different is that? We like to make it a lot easier 
you know, on him moving forward. But, uh, you know, we always talk about the 30-yard line just to be safe offensively. But uh, really impressed by the young kicker coming out and going four for four and banging the big one at the end. Don't want to put him in those positions often, but uh, glad to know that, that he can make those. Uh, opportunities early in the game uh, that were there. Just when you go back and you look at it, and you, and you go through this week preparing for a new game, just how you, I guess, clean some of that stuff up, and whether it's getting Jacoby on the same page with the receivers or whatever, just how, how do you fix those? Yeah, it's just repetition, practice, comfortability with each other. Um, Obviously, first game's a big game. The jitters are there for everybody, regardless if you're a rookie or you know a 10-year pro. You still have that that your juices are flowing. Uh, we missed a couple, um, you know, go balls outside, you know, overthrowing them, and that's just the body has a lot of adrenaline and juice going. So, as we settle in and get more comfortable, I think we'll we'll hit those throws. Disappointing is missing those plays was. Um, is it a good sign that you had those chances that those two down the sideline? And I think there was one over the middle where Donovan got open on a double move. Um, did those chances were there? It's, it's positive for sure. You know, we've created some separation in those those situations and we'll connect with those moving forward, hopefully. A missed connection with Jacoby down the sideline that the corner went where he yeah. didn't expect him to go. So was that just a weird thing or is, I mean, how can you fix fix that? Like just expecting more? Yeah, we'll, we'll make those plays. Uh, it was, a, it was a, you know, the, the corner actually fell down on the play. Um, I don't know if Jacoby saw him fall down. Um, he could, would have driven that ball a little flatter and more sudden to, to Amari, quicker to him. Um, but those are plays we'll, we'll just grow through those and expect to make a move forward. Uh, you know, he's the wide receiver one here, and he's probably going to be drawing a lot more extra coverage than he perhaps did the last few years. How do you guys kind of adjust to that, and how important is it to get Amari you know, productive? Sure. Obviously, we want to get him the ball. Like you said, he's our number one guy. Um, didn't get him as many balls as we'd like, but he created three penalties um, by his play style in that game. That were big plays. Got us down to the one yard line on a great double move. Um, so he's contributing. It may not be in the production of catches, but he played a big role in us winning that game on Sunday. Game, but I think David got two targets. One got called back mm -hmm. by a penalty. Um, is it a point of emphasis to try to get him involved? And did the Panthers do something to really take him out of it? Um, I, I wouldn't say they did anything to take him out. They didn't double team him or anything like that. But um, David's production is, was huge in the game, not just on the catches, but his ability to run block and what he does with his physicality um, is special. You know, and he's a big, big part of our success in the run game as well. We'll get him more involved. Um, we had him on a, um, a down the field throw using his speed. Um, linebacker added on late. It was our only sack of the game, but he's running wide open. That would have been a huge play to Dave if we'd have got that pressure picked up. The rookie corner, a gardener for them. Skilled, you know, he obviously he's long, has a lot of length, uh, very athletic, um, very good in press, man-to-man -man coverage. Um, you know, he's a guy that uh, you gotta gotta respect out there. You know, if you put somebody out on him, you know, and he's impressed man. Uh, you know, he does a really good job in that that area of his game. So, uh, I'm not gonna shy away from anybody out there, but uh, you know, you just gotta understand his skill set. For the Jets' run defense against Baltimore, were really good. What do you see from? Uh, Yes, very, very good front, uh, very solid front, very deep front. Um, they rotate through. Um, they'll have eight guys playing in those four spots, throughout, uh, multiple reps throughout the course of the game. So they keep them fresh. They're big. They're strong. They're a powerful group. Um, it would be a great challenge for us. You know, I talked about our offense earlier in the week. This is going to be a real good challenge for us up front because they, they match up well and, and they have a good rotation. So we're going to have to play our best game against that front. 
Those weren't great a year ago. Did they make a lot of um, personnel adjustments there? I think you're seeing some more guys come in, uh, some different people come in. Uh, I think he's kind of getting his guy, type of guy he wants in there to play up in the front. I know in that system, you know, the front's a big part of what happens on that defense, and they're starting to stack a lot of good players up there right now. First week, and what kind of challenges will he have against that Jets yeah. defense? Yeah, uh, that defense is a good. Like I said, that front is a good front up front. Um, so he'll have a challenge this week. You know, there's really not a, a game that goes by in the league where you're not challenged on that left tackle spot. Um, you know, Jed's just got to keep playing consistent and want to dominate. When he wants to dominate, I think there's not a, you know, many better tackles in the league than he is. He has it in his body. You know, he's just got to keep keep grinding it out. And, and and if he wants to be the best, I think there's a chance he could be. All right, there you go. Our offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt, at the podium. And now time for a little matchup. Our offense versus the Jets defense. Dr. Z. All right, let's go top level right now. The Jets, after one week, are eighth in total defense. They are third in rushing defense, 14th against the pass, middle of the pack everywhere else, and then they limited big plays very effectively, third in big plays allowed. The Browns offense comes into this, the number two rushing offense in the NFL, one of the best pass-protecting offenses in the league. They did not have a turnover, obviously. Where do they need to get better? Passing 31st, red zone 28th. So that's some, an area where the Browns definitely need to improve uh, in this one. So week number one, again, it's hard to know. And this is an interesting thing, right? When you watch, we got one week's worth of tape. And this is a team, they've got three new starters in the secondary, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, the corners. They signed DJ Reed to a big deal, three years, $33 million. He was with Robert Sala and Joe Woods at the Niners in 2019. Comes via Seattle last year where he had an excellent season, 10 pass breakups, two picks. Uh, and then Jordan Whitehead, who was the safety for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So three new safeties. They've got uh, a couple new faces up front. You know, mentioned Jacob Martin coming over in free agency. Jermaine Johnson, a first-round pick. But here's the thing. It's hard to see tendencies and trends from week one against Baltimore because they operate an offense unlike any other. Yeah. They played 66% of the time. They played base against the Ravens. That is the second most in the NFL. They did not do that last year. They played a significantly higher percentage of nickel a year ago. Well, the other thing that's crazy, too, is like Baltimore didn't run it. At all. And they were well, still in base. Part of the reason is that 12 of their 21 rushes, and then you can throw out a couple of those were Lamar Jackson scrambles. Mm -hmm. So probably more like 12 of 18 of their runs were against eight or more in the box in week one. So yeah. they loaded up the box and said, you're going to throw it. We need to be prepared. Probably for that. likely what we'll see. We need to be prepared for that. Some other things just schematically to think about here. Uh, in week number one, the Jets, they blitzed 17% of the time in week number one. Uh, last year, they blitzed at a significantly higher rate, 28% of the time. So maybe that had something to do with Lamar Jackson. In week one, they played cover three and quarters 75% of the time, which was second most in the NFL. Last year, they played those two defenses 51% of the time. Week one, they only played 14% cover one, which is man with one free safety. They did that 26% of the time last year and should be noted, Carolina did that to us 36% cover one, which was second most in the NFL. So we should expect to see that as well. I think they will play more nickel. Uh, their nickel cornerback is named Michael Carter. So is their running back. They drafted two Michael Carters last year, one in the fourth round out of North Carolina and one in the fifth round, believe it or not, out of Duke, which I think is a hilarious. It's just funny. They have two Michael Carters. Um, 
Good linebacker, C.J. Mosley last year had 168 tackles, fourth in the NFL. Quincy Williams was second on the team with 110, and then they added Quan Alexander, who now going into his eighth season is not the player he once was when he was a pro bowler in 2017, but played with Salah in San Francisco yep. and was flying around in that game. He had three tackles, but was really flying around in that game against the Baltimore Ravens. So that's kind of the linebacker, the back seven up front we talked about. They have an eight-person rotation. Uh, you've got Carl Lawson, Jermaine Johnson, John Franklin Myers, and Jacob Martin are the pass rushers. Interior, Solomon Thomas, former first-round pick of the Niners in 17. It's kind of a bust. I was, like, looking at his numbers. So he's bounced around a little bit in the league. Nine and a half career sacks for a number three overall pick. He's only started 30 of his 66 games. He's on his third team. Uh, Quinnen Williams is a beast. Another third yep. overall pick out of Alabama. 13 sacks the last two years. Uh, they've got Sheldon Rankins, first-round pick in New Orleans back in 2016. So three of their four interior guys are first-round picks. Uh, Rankins had eight sacks a few years ago with uh, New Orleans. Last year with the Jets, three sacks and five tackles for loss. And then they have Nathan Shepard, their third-round pick from 2018 four and a half career sacks uh didn't have any stats in week one but so they'll rotate all eight of those guys we saw more base in week one we'll see more nickel this week both safeties struggled in coverage sauce gardner uh the fourth overall pick was only targeted once gave up one catch for eight yards in coverage and this is from the tv broadcast so you may know this to be true or not but supposedly he never allowed a touchdown at any level in his life jeez that's why I mean they said it like it was yeah. a fact. The, it well, was, I mean they would. Yeah, I did not know that. That's a, Andrew Catalan and James Lofton were on the call. Rather stunning if it, they if that if true. It feels wild. Yeah, but that's what that's what it is. So their corners, like I said, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, the starters. Their backups, Bryce Hall, a fourth round pick in twenty, started last year, had sixteen passes defense, six most in the NFL. Lost his starting job, and on the other side, it was Brandon Eccles, a six-round pick last year, who had two picks and nine passes defense, and actually played pretty well. So they have depth in that room. As I said, three new starters there. They have guys who can get after it. Lawson uh, in week one, three pressures to lead the team. Quinn Williams had three pressures. John Franklin Myers had three pressures. Martin had three pressures. Jermaine Johnson had two and a half of a sack. So they have dudes that are just going to come in and be fresh and get after the quarterback. So that's where that's what they are. Now, I mentioned at the top, they were the, are the currently the third-ranked rushing defense. Well, last year, they were the 29th-ranked run defense in the NFL. They gave up 138.3 at 4.5 yards a carry, 28 rushing touchdowns, one of the top figures in the league. So this defense in week one, and I watched – the Ravens just didn't look sharp. Lamar didn't look sharp. Mm -mm. They had no threat of the ground game. Their line was a little bit in shambles. So I think we will be much better. But one week, it's hard to judge on one week. Let's see this. If we get a quarter of a season, that's when you really have a better idea of where teams are settling into. But a, a talented D that flies to the ball. Give me one thing that we didn't do well in week one that we have to do well Sunday offensively. Oh, it's easy. Uh, play action passing. Play action passing is where this offense makes its money yeah. in terms of chunk plays and, and the like. Jacoby Brissett in week one was one of five for one yard. Yeah. It was a touchdown on the goal line on play action. It's got to be better. There were shots to take to Donovan Peoples-Jones. We heard the reference of if they'd blocked up from AVP, yep. the one to David Njoku. And speaking of, I think that's part of what they need to better. Get David Njoku the ball. One target. One target. Yeah. Not enough. If you would have, when we put the thing together, uh, two of the three guys, it was Donovan Pe versus Anderson and more it was d it was coop and it was Najoku and it was dpj and coop and Najoku were pretty very obviously quiet so. by the way we would have been fine on that had we not busted a coverage yeah still would have been okay would have won handily yeah, would have and i'd be tied with gibbet 
Instead, Cheste Gibby. All I know is winning. Dancing Gibby. Well, what you know is blowing leads. It's a long season. That's what you know so far. It's Last year you had a huge season. lead, and then I just slowly reeled you back only to break your heart at the end. I encourage people not to do what I was doing last year. I will do that again, all while I win. And if it goes well, great. If not, I'll just throw you under the bus and blame you. Can I just break down the sentence that you just stated? I I encourage people to not do what I did last year, dot, 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 but I'm going to do it again, (laughs) and I'm going to win. Huh? And if it goes well, great. If it goes poorly, I'll just blame you. That's how it goes. I think you'd have to blame yourself. You just said, don't no, do this. I, don't do this. And then no, I'm going fault. to do it. But I'm going to do it again. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Okay. All right. Joe, Joe Woods coming up at the top <laughs> of the I hour. Do. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, the official partner of your Cleveland Browns, where your printer needs are concerned. When you depend on your Brown swing, you can also depend on OBM because they can also tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. Now here's our defensive coordinator, Joe Woods, at the podium. Prepare for a team where the quarterback throws the ball 59 times in the previous game. Yeah, I don't think that's what they really want to do. Um, I think they really want to establish the run game. You know, and build their play-action pass game off of that. Um, teams that throw the ball like that usually means they're behind. So I'm sure we'll see a little bit, of, a little bit different game plan early. Uh, but I definitely don't think they want to throw the ball that much. How did you feel like Martin responded in his first <clears throat> regular season game? I thought he played really well. Uh, there's a couple things there we had to tighten up in terms of technique. But overall, I didn't think the game was uh, too big for him. I think the penalty, like he had the guy covered. It's like, you have him covered. Why are you grabbing him? You know, on the sideline. But it's just going through those things, just growing up, being in those situations. Um, what leads to that? And, and why is it so prevalent around the league when, when it comes to that? You know, they always say every, every time there is one, the safety is supposed to come over and help or whatever. But just what leads to that miscommunication how do you clean that up? Yeah, I can't speak for anybody else, but it was something that we work on all the time. Uh, just on that particular play, I don't know why there was miscommunication. Um, the situation in the game, they were behind, so he felt like he had to throw the ball. That's why I made the call I made. Um, we just have to play better. We have to communicate better, um, but we can't let those plays happen like that ever. Joe, with a tight end, just releases down the left side. Yeah. Um, I know Denzel was running on late, right? Yeah. Is that the reason that there was such a breakdown? I take responsibility for that. That was my fault. Um, they went for it, or they, it was third down to two. Um, they were in 12 personnel. So I put a certain package on the field, and then they changed the personnel group, but kind of got on the ball. So instead of just staying with the group that I had in there, I tried to change to a, a different personnel package. And I didn't really cleanly communicate that, or I didn't feel like I got the call across. So I told the guys, I said, that's my fault. So that plays on me. Difficult. You guys played so well for so long. But mm-hmm. I guess, did it drive home the point to your players that 
if you give up two bad plays, it can change the course of the game because you guys played well the rest of the game. Yeah, that's life in the NFL. I mean, it's two or three plays, and it always seems like the game has go down to the last series. So you have to play really well, um, error-free, just to give yourself a chance. And I was happy the way we started. I thought everything we game plan went really well. But after that play with a bad substitution on my part, and then into the second half, there was just two or three plays we didn't we didn't execute well on, and then we got in that type of game. So you indicated Brian after a tough, rough passer call. We saw the crossover beat again. Yeah, you know, I just said, hey, keep playing hard. You know, I don't. You know, they make the call, and obviously the weight came down on on the quarterback, so we tried to correct that. But uh, that's the nature of the game. Things like, like that are going to happen. But I just told him, hey, keep playing hard. Miles is a couple of sacks away from breaking the franchise record. Um, and he's done it in a really few amount of games. Um, just how impressive is that production that he's had to begin his career? In my time, it's, it's really impressive because he's a talented player. You see it. And I said it last week. I mean, he looks like a tailback playing the end. It's, 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 it's freaky looking sometimes. Just the speed, his ability to bend off the edge. So we know teams are going to put a lot of protection towards them. So there are certain things we're trying to do in terms of defensive scheme, uh, the ability for him to move around to try to create some matchups to get him away from that. And we'll get better at that over time. Um, but you know, just everything he's been able to do, I think it's just, just speaks to who he is as a player and his mindset. Johnson is getting some of the, the heat for, for not providing Greg with the help on the 75 yarder, but is that necessarily the case that that was no, John's thing? No, no, it's just, just the way we play in that coverage, uh, just miscommunication, um, we cleaned it up. But it was, it was nobody's fault in particular, it's just we gotta, we gotta work together better in the back end on that particular play. Your defense and the Jets defense share DNA um, because you spent time with Soleil in uh, San Francisco. Like how similar do you view that? How much did you take from there's parts of our defense that are very similar. Um, and I know there's different things they do, because I talked to them. I talked to them about a week ago. You know, but there's different things that they do, and there's different things that we do, because I pull from different systems where I've been. Um, but there is some carryover, which I know will help our offense just in terms of practice. Um, and there's, it's going to help us, too, just because we, you know, we know what they like to do at times. Yeah, it certainly is, and it's time for the matchup. The Browns defense versus the Jets offense brought to you by Evolve Technology. Evolve Technology powers best-in-class security for your Cleveland Browns. And for the breakdown, here's Dr. Z. All right, the Browns come into this one number five in total defense, just like they were a year ago, number two against the run, number 13 against the pass, 14th on uh, third downs. They have the fifth most sacks in the league. They limited big plays, their fourth best big play defense. Unfortunately, the three big plays they gave up were big, huge, huge plays. So they've got to do better uh, in that regard. They are 15th in yards per play. The Jets offense, 14th overall, 29th in scoring, 21st running, 6th passing, dead last on third downs, 21st in sacks. They gave up three of them last week. However, watching the game, they gave up another two that were wiped out by ridiculous penalties down the line. Wait a second. Oh, my goodness. What does that say? That's that's the one. That's the one? Yeah. I and I feeling... noticed that it's folded and headed. I think that's going to uh, Eisen. It's amazing. It's amazing the the people like the water. You remember the uh, was it Fantasia 
with all the brooms and all the water. All the buckets. Yeah, That's been, us, yeah. brother. It's been us for months. Yeah. Lots of water. That's all right. Keep carrying it. Continue. Go on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, I was going to ask you, how did how did uh, the uh, the Cleveland Browns defensive backs that uh, – was that B. Lynch who did those? The, the uh, Jeff Howard. Jeff Howard. Howard did yeah. those. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 nowhere. Yeah. That's nowhere. Yeah. You have one of those. Indeed. Yeah. But that's it. What if we did one of those that said Cleveland Browns daily? I'm in. Yeah. Well, we don't. We can just. I I got a guy that we can make a phone call right he's now. Got, he's got a he's got a guy. Think about the beautiful orange one. Well, I would want it in a white. Yeah, that's we'd, we'd be the only one. See, we'd be the only one. We'd be the only ones that have it. We would want it in a white. Can you, you talk to your boys? Cream. I'm gonna end up slopping stuff down the front. Can you me. talk to your boys at homage? Homage, perhaps, yeah. perhaps, perhaps. I'd like that. I'd like the same softness in that orange in a white. In a white with, with that Cleveland Browns daily. Yeah. Stiffy brownie, Cleveland Browns daily. Yeah, that's right. right. Okay, okay. You, you've got that. All right. All right, so real quickly here, looking at this team, some things that jumped out. They were in the gun 73% of the time, week one, 10th most in the NFL. Checking that out, that matches 69% of the time the shotgun last year, uh, also 10th most in the NFL. They ran 10 plays in week one out of 13 personnel, three tight ends. That led the NFL, 10 plays. Why is that important? Well, first of all, they averaged 6.6 .6 yards a play out of it, so that's effective. Here's wild. They only had... Nine. <laughs> what about the pants? What about the Lulus? The Lulus. How about, well, I'll focus on pants. <laughs> Give me back the pants. Uh, oh, he's that. What do three and four? No, he's, I, saying, he's trying to say that I'm a waste 40. No, jeez, insulting. That is, that is. Uh, so they ran 10 plays out of 13 personnel week one. Is that something they were showing us to make us think about it? Maybe, because guess what? They ran nine plays of 13 personnel in all of 2021. They did more in week one. They yeah. did all of last year. However, they signed C.J. Uzoma, mm -hmm. and they signed Tyler Conklin in the offseason, free agents there uh, at the tight end position. By the way, Uzoma didn't see a single target in week number one, not one target after coming off of a career year with Cincinnati Tyler Conklin though saw seven targets four catches 14 yards and he had the touchdown for the Jets in that one so this is a very skilled team skill position players I think are excellent for this football team receivers Elijah Moore second rounder 2021 Garrett Wilson first rounder this year Corey Davis first rounder 2017 Davis led them week one six catches 77 yards Elijah Moore's got a reception of 20 or more yards in seven straight games which is the second longest such streak in the entire NFL and I thought Wilson looked impressive in his debut although he really didn't get in until like halftime yeah this was a game that Red Zone almost never went to. It yeah. wasn't on here locally, so I didn't see much of this one. Um, so I, I can't give you much of a read on it. Basically, the view from Red Zone on this was Lamar hitting some big shots over the top. That's and that what was, it was. That's kind of what all we saw. That's what it was. And then for their offense, uh, they have two running backs. Michael Carter, who had uh, – he played 50 snaps. He had 100 total yards on 17 touches. And then Brees Hall, their second-round pick. And this is something I picked up as well from listening to the game, which is just stunning – uh, Brees Hall had scored a touchdown 
in 24 straight games before his NFL debut and saw that streak snapped. Obviously, those were all in college. He was at Iowa State. Yeah. They, they relied on it heavily. Carter's out of Carolina, I believe. Yep. Um, those two backs were both really good backs in college. Brees Hall was a guy who, at the start of last year, was Iowa State started in the top 10 in the country and then underperformed. And he was kind of a guy that maybe some people thought maybe could have a little Heisman uh, buzz if they had the year that people thought they would have a year ago. They did not, and so he did not. But he's a known commodity. Yeah, two good players there. They got the two tight ends I mentioned. They also will play Lawrence Cager a little bit, who spent some time with the Browns in 21. Uh, he's got two catches, 35 yards for his career. Um, their line up front, George Fant. Again, we'll keep an eye on his practice. Uh, he's the one, 54 career starts. He's the left tackle. They brought in Lakin Tomlinson on a massive three-year, $40 million deal. He was a pro bowler in 2021 with San Francisco. He started 81 straight games, which is second most among guards in the league. Uh, had a horrible debut. Awful. Eight pressures gave up the most in the NFL. Michael Pierce, Justin Matabuke were just going wild on him. Their center is Connor McGovern. He was the number nine center at Pro Football Focus in 21. Right guard, Elijah, Elijah, I'm sorry, Vera Tucker. That's when I was. We remember him. Yeah, he was very good at a USC first round. Yeah, pick. we talked about him. I remember in the one yeah. of those drafts when we were looking at offensive linemen. I remember that. Yeah, that he's name. an elite run blocker. Uh, he was the number one run blocking grade in Pro Football Focus Week One in the NFL. A big strong guy and guards very similar. Lakin Tomlinson and Elijah Vera Tucker. That's the strength of their line, much like our guards are the strength. And they've got a rookie Max Mitchell starting uh, at right tackle. It all comes down to Joe Flacco, though. 0-6 is a starter with the Jets. He has not won a game. 59% completions, 10 touchdowns, 4 picks with them. Uh, last week, he was sacked 3 times, hit 11, which was second most in the NFL. He threw it 59 times and had 37 completions, both most in the league. He's a statue, and I watched him. By the way, he said he should have checked it down more. 19 checkdowns to running backs in Week 1, most in the league. Uh, as I mentioned, the Ravens had 2 sacks erased early. There's an opportunity. Look, it's not for us, though. should be for us. Bring it in here. That's going straight to shipping. Straight to shipping. Here's the thing with Flacco. From a clean pocket, this is game one. Clean pocket, last week against the Ravens. 80% completion, 7 yards per attempt, 92 rate. Under pressure, 26% completions, 2.3 yards per attempt, 39.6. All right. Let's take it a step further. What does that tell you? Oh, by the way, he only threw the ball more than 20 yards in the air once on 59. And when he misses, folks, he misses high opportunities for interceptions. The Ravens did get one of those on a high throw down the middle. Marcus Williams getting the pick. Play action, though. He was 8 of 9 for 97 yards and 112 rating, 10.8 yards per attempt. No play action, 58%, 4.2 yards per attempt, 66 rating. So what does this mean? Beware. Be cognizant of play action on the early downs. But if we can get them into obvious passing situations, we should be able to generate pressure and we should render him largely ineffective. He cannot move, although he moved a little bit better at times than I maybe would have thought, but he does not move well. I can promise you that. And then for us, look, Miles was the most dominant, number one guy at Pro Football Focus week one. Yep. Six pressures, two sacks, three tackles for loss, force fumble, passes defense, four tackles, uh, two sacks to get the record, which I'm sure he'd love to do at home here. Clowney, I thought, was great. He had two pass breakups. By the way, he only had two in all of 21. Taven Bryan was around the quarterback. Elliott was around the quarterback. Togi, I got a half of a sack. 
Defense was good. Anthony Walker, I thought, stood out at the linebacker position. JOK was great, as always. And then just clean up the back end. Other than those two busts, we were great on the back end. I mean, really, really, really good. And it was interesting. We had a three-corner rotation. Newsom played 48 snaps, Denzel 45, MJ Emerson 42. And the coaches were very happy with the rookie in his debut there. Oh, that was great. Is this, um, all things considered, the injuries at tackle, um, Flacco at quarterback, is this the worst offense we'll play all year? I think it's hard to say that. I really do, and the reason they have I, some weapons the, for sure, the skill but talents. But good. their 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 tackle situation is Atlanta's pretty brutal worse. with our strength. Atlanta's worse. Pitts, yeah. Pitts and Drake London against Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Tyler Conklin, Uzoma, Carter Brisal. This they're 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 Mariota seems a little more of an issue than Flacco. Not much, perhaps, but he's not. Probably the is thing Atlanta. with Flacco. It's probably Atlanta. It's on a short. These are the two worst, though. Two of the next three weeks are the two. Worst. You throw Zach Wilson in there, and he's good. Well, if he's good, this team this could be we pretty good. About this yeah. is why they're one of those teams, potentially like Miami, like Denver was before Russ. Where if, if the difference is they've kept trying to draft the quarterback high, yeah. and they feel like they had something with Wilson. It seemed like they liked him a lot in camp before the injury happened. So I don't know. New he's England, a dude. New England is a worse offense than this. They're, That's right. They're coming. They're dreadful. If you yeah. look at our schedule. They're favored at Pittsburgh. I don't see how, which almost makes you think I mean, do I'll, the opposite. You'll have, to, you'll have to go with them then because it makes no sense Because it makes all. no sense. I mean, they were, they were as dreadful as a team could be in week one. So that is a wild one. So, all right. Steelers with Trubisky, but they still, they're similar skill. Yeah, but they got quarterback three really question. good receivers. Bad line. Bad line. But if Najee is okay, then they get their better running back. Sure. And their receivers are a wash On or par. maybe better. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Chargers are obviously good. Ravens, different kind of offense, but Mark it Andrews, depends on Bateman. When we see it. Yeah, sure. I, li- I actually think their offense, when they get the two backs back, I think it's going to be pretty frightening on Texans. a week basis. Texans? Yeah, Texans would be. And then that's, pretty, that's it. Those are the bottom. So Texans, these guys. Atlanta. Atlanta and the Patriots are our four worst offenses. We'll it's face. possible. I mean, this could be this could go long for New England this year. Long. I don't see how it couldn't. I don't either. They're just they're bad. Yes, they are. There's not a single person that scares you. Either side of the ball. Um, all right, we'll do a little fantasy start em or sit em. Um, that is coming up next. Plus a another season ending injury in the National Football League. We get to that as well. Cleveland Browns Daily eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Yeah, there's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns with the help of your favorite four-legged companion. Barking Backers presented by Milk Boat is the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. Just saw this to, in the last couple of minutes. Jamal Adams out for the season, the safety at Seattle. Uh, he is done for the year. The Jets benefited tremendously from that deal with first-round picks. Um, he was one of those guys who was a meteor right out of he the gates there and then really quickly was sorted out and has been marginalized and now done for the year, which sucks for him. Wasn't that a – was that three ones? It was a big deal. It was deal. a bounty. And it turned out – and then he had – you know, it was great blitzing and, and all of this with Seattle, but never was the player that they needed him to be, certainly for that bounty. And, yeah, I believe it was it – was, it, it, it oh my gosh okay so it was uh a pair of first of uh, two ones and a three 
And we got Amari Cooper for a fifth rounder. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. That's pretty good. All right. Uh, fantasy football week two. Let me go big picture with you before we give me you know, some, some stardom sit-ems. We got Bob Wachus in here going to join us here in about 10 minutes or so. Um, how, where are you on on week one panic? The, like the Cam Akers situation, those type of situations around well, the league. Yeah, Cam Akers is certainly a, a, a scary one because you don't know – you know what to do now the good news is you're not going to play him this week if you miss out on it okay it makes you feel better going forward but that is certainly not anything that you're going to is that the biggest one where there was a projection of what a player would be and then wasn't i'm trying to think in terms of just like from their role i mean alan robinson was would be in that boat in terms of just his production in week one devonta smith didn't even catch a pass in week one uh, I think Travis Etienne and James Robinson is not something people were prepared for. Cordero yeah. Patterson would be on the positive side that he was way more the people man really than people thought him, yeah. he was going to do. And then that annoying nonsense that's happening in Denver. It's outrageous. It's gross. Nobody likes it. Stop it. If a guy gets you 10 yards every time he has the ball, give it to, give him. It to him more. Give it to him. Like, just... You can't see the difference. I don't know what to do. Like I'm sure Melvin Gordon's a nice dude, but enough. It's enough. It's It's – crazy man yeah it's and uh, you can ben all albright can talk about oh they trust him and all this uh, yeah. 10 yards a touch the that's dude's the guy better. who needs it he's, he's, he's just, just better he's better yes. all right all right who do you like this week from a matchup who don't you like all right we'll start off with some people at the quarterback position and at the number one this week some guys to start and i'm gonna try to give you you know, not necessarily the most obvious guys. I think that that's, that's a little bit easier way to go. Uh, I'm always going to be start Kirk Cousins. I thought the Vikings looked great in week one. Look for Derek Carr to bounce back against Arizona. Uh, they are That's a dreadful team, and obviously they gave the most fantasy points to quarterbacks in week number one. Uh, and then if you need to, I, I still think Trey Lance is going to bounce back, and, and you can roll with him. Carson Wentz against Detroit, I like, as do I like uh, Matt Ryan against the Jags. So there's a couple quarterbacks that I definitely think you can go with this week. Uh, Running backs to start, Antonio Gibson's the guy. Mm -hmm. They get Detroit. You know, Brian Robinson, it's great that he's back at practice, and that'll be interesting as the season goes on. But while you've got Gibson, go for it right now. I think he is a must start Uh, in this one. I like both of our running backs. I've said that. Obviously, you like Nick Chubb, but I think Kareem Hunt. Uh, by the way, the Browns, we mentioned that stat yesterday, which I think is a, just a super fun one. The Browns are 16. What do I have in here? Let's pull it up. 16 and 5 with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the lineup, <laughs> both getting five or more carries. Seems like a lock. Uh, and so I think you can continue to go with those guys. Uh, if you're looking for a kind of a, a pick up and play, Jeff Wilson, if your waivers haven't run yet, he's going to start against uh, Seattle. Somebody certainly interesting. Naeem Hines against Jacksonville in a PPR. I like him as well. Uh, wide receivers this week. My man Gabe Davis. You got to keep rolling with him. Uh, Mike Williams. And then I'd even throw in Josh Palmer as a flyer for the Chargers with Keenan Allen out tonight. Uh, are some more wide receivers to give a look to. And then tight ends. Uh, Zach Ertz, Fryermuth, Dallas Goddard. Those guys, I think, will continue to stay very, very hot. And you can, you can roll with them. There you go. And there it is. Good job out of you, my friend. Thank you. Um, all right, coming up next, the voice of the Jets, Bob Wachusen, joining us. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. 
And Browns fans, be sure to stop by the free Twisted Tea tailgate pregame party prior to every home game. Twisted Tea tailgate located on the west side of First Energy Stadium combines the atmosphere of a beer garden with a live music, food, and drink options. The tailgate options or opens rather for uh, kickoff prior to kickoff is open to fans with a ticket to the game as well. And now we head behind enemy lines on the Twisted Tea hotline with the voice of the Jets, our good buddy Bob with shoes and joining us. Bob, thanks so much for the time. Um, boy, this one would have a different feel for it um, with, with Zach Wilson coming in. I guess let's start there. We know he's not going to play, but, but what does he look like? How is he progressing? Uh, you know, it's kind of the face of the franchise if everything goes right. Uh, he's looked pretty good, to be honest with you. Probably surprisingly good. Uh, you guys tell me if this connection's any good, by the way. You're a little choppy on my end. You able to hear me okay? Yeah, you're yeah, good. You sound fine. You're fine. Okay, good. All right, great. Um, yeah, you know, when he originally went down, and I'm calling that pre-game, there was the, and I know fans in Cleveland can appreciate this in a way that probably no other fan base other than the Jets can. Like, oh, my God, we're cursed. I cannot believe the quarterback is done for the year. Like, it looked like an ACL in a preseason game. And um, so it was an unbelievable, you know, blessing of good news for him and for the Jets that it became just a slight meniscus tear and, you know, an operation that was up. And they said two to four weeks. You know, it's been about four weeks. Um, I think they want him to not just be able to function, but to have practiced and to have kind of got his football sea legs back under him. So they put him through some seven-on-seven and individual drills at practice yesterday. There was some video of it that was posted. And honestly, if you didn't know that he had been hurt, you would think he was playing this weekend. Um, He looked really good. So I think hopefully sooner rather than later they get him back out there. They said that he was going to sit until at least the Steelers game. That's two games away. And based on what I saw from him yesterday, I think he's got a great chance to play two games from Bob, let's talk about the quarterback position and and talk about Joe Flacco. Week one, he was under quite a bit of duress. And so, one, what did you think of him? And then, two, any updates at all on George Fant, who did not practice yesterday, knowing already that that line is decimated at the tackle position? Yeah, my instinct is, from what I've been able to garner, that even though he didn't practice yesterday, I think Fant will be ready to go on Sunday. I think he'll play. Um, Will he be a little limited? We'll see. Um you know, when you've got a, a Miles Garrett to your left yeah. and a Jadavion Clowney to your right, like that doesn't feel great, I'm sure, for Joe Flacco. Uh, but the, the real pass rush that last week I thought was the difference maker for Baltimore was the pass rush up the middle. Yeah. And that's really where the Jets need to be better. Like their center, Connor McGovern, their guards, Lakin Tomlinson, Elijah Vera Tucker. They were in Joe Flacco's lap too often. And the difference between obviously having Joe Flacco and Zach Wilson when that pass rush comes is Zach can spin out and run somewhere and maybe buy some time, extend the play, you know, help himself with his legs. And obviously Joe Flacco at this point is Kirk can't do that. He's 37 years old. He was never really a running quarterback to begin with. Uh, he'll no. run and do the best he can to get out of trouble. But, you know, I mean, he's much more of like the prototypical stand-in-the-pocket statue quarterback. And if you're a pass rusher and you can beat the guy in front of you and you always know basically where the quarterback's going to be, well, that's that's a good thing for a pass rusher. So uh, their pass protection this week has to be much better. 
and then Joe has to do his part. The ball just has to come out quicker. Like, he has to find his check down faster. Um, if it's, you know, if there's a blitz coming and he's got a guy that's hot, like, he has to know who that guy is, the ball has to come out faster. And it seemed like last week he was just a little more tentative than you'd expect for a, you know, a 37-year-old quarterback that's been through this. He just didn't pull the trigger sometimes fast enough, and that also hurts your pass protection. Yeah, it certainly does. It was interesting, it, you know, the, the game last week against Baltimore um, where, you know, it's a 10-3 it's a game at half, and yet Baltimore throws it all over the place in the second half of the game. And, and so do you, Flacco, with damn near 60 attempts in this game to just 17 rushes uh, in the game against Baltimore. Some of that's obviously because they had to chase after the third quarter. But, but what do they want to be offensively with Joe Flacco? Because that's who we're going to deal with on Sunday as opposed to with Zach Wilson down the line. What's the perfect script for them? Yeah, I mean, they came out at the start of the game with three tight ends. I think they wanted yeah. to establish the run. You know, so, like, ideally, you've got Michael Carter and Brees Hall. They drafted in the second round. You've got these two young running backs. You brought in, you know, you've got a, a first-round draft choice at, at guard two years ago, a, a pro bowler at guard that you brought in as a free agent. So, like, you'd like to be able to run behind the interior of your offensive line and then let Joe Flacco go play action. And they came out with three tight ends in the first couple of possessions trying to establish that. Um, didn't work. Now, not nearly as consistently as they needed it to. So this week, I would think they would probably come out more in what we prototypically now see in the NFL, which I think if they have two tight ends on the field, it'll be more of trying to get a matchup for the pass game. I think you'll see more of Garrett Wilson this week. Obviously, fans in your neck of the woods. Yep. You know, might have been surprised that you'd go out and take a great Ohio State receiver 10th and then he barely played in the yep. first half. Well, they were trying to establish this three tight end look. He played a ton in the second half. Um, I would think he would probably be out there early and often as well this week. So, yeah, I expect a little bit of a different game plan. But, like, the Jets this past week threw the ball a ton because they had no choice because they were behind. And they were trying to throw themselves back in the game. The Ravens actually threw the ball as much as they did because the one thing the Jets did, and they're going to have to do it again this week, especially with those two, you know, monsters that you that the Browns can give the ball to, um, they stopped the run. They they held Lamar Jackson to 2.8 yards per carry. They held Kenyon Drake to 2.8 yards per carry. At times, I think where the 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 Ravens were throwing second and third down because down and distance demanded that they do that because the Jets did stop the run pretty effectively. I think they held the Ravens to 80 yards rushing in the game. So if there was one thing for the Jets to latch onto going into a game where you've got Chubb and Hunt, you know, who you know, I mean, anybody to coach those two guys, you'd probably, in an ideal world, like to run the ball 40 times and give it to each of them 20 times apiece. Um, you know, if the Jets can stop the run the way that they stopped the run this past week, that could change the you know the way that this game looks. Yeah, and last week the Jets, as you mentioned, they did a great job. They were number of the third-ranked run defense coming into this one after struggling to stop the run a year before. And I wanted to ask you about that because when I watched that game, 
you know, they were clearly not afraid to load the box with eight or nine guys. They were in their base defense 66% of the time, which was the second most of any team in the NFL in week one. Do you think that was more Baltimore specific because of the threat of Lamar? Or do you think that's kind of maybe a trend for this D against a team that's very good at running like the Browns will be? Yeah, that, it's probably both. I mean, I think that there definitely is, like, the, op- the opposition's personnel dictates who you have on the field, right? So they played a lot of three linebacker, you know, which is almost a rarity now in the NFL. It yeah, absolutely. Like the NFL base defense now is nickel and, right. like, trying to find that big safety that can do both and, you know, pull them down in the box, pull them out of the box, you know. Uh, no, they they played as close as you're going to get for a decent amount of the time to base defense, um, you know, traditional, and that's, you know, become untraditional now in the NFL. But I would think you'd probably see a fair amount of that again this week because of what the Browns like to do with the two big running backs. You know, so I mean, they're, I, I definitely think they're going to go into this game and knowing when you're playing your backup quarterback, now Jacoby Brissett, has played a lot of football, a lot more football than a lot of teams' backup quarterbacks have, but still a backup quarterback, and you've got those two running backs who you know they're going to want to lean on. So last week, you know, Mark Andrews is probably about as good an NFL tight end as there is. Um, they load up with, like, Patrick Ricard, who's a big, bruising fullback who kind of plays H-back, tight end, fullback. Yep. Lamar Jackson can run. They always have a running back in the backfield with him. You know, Baltimore has run-based personnel on the field a lot. Um, I would think that that was more reactionary to that, but I would think that there's probably going to be a lot of personnel groups on the field for Cleveland, as you would expect, that that tell you, hey, we're going to make no bones about the fact that we're going to try to run the ball at you. All right, initial impressions of kind of this new-look secondary. you got three new starters in that secondary. It's Sauce Gardner, Jordan Whitehead, and DJ Reed joining LaMarcus Joyner, who joined the Jets a year ago. What did you think of that secondary and kind of how they were able to get after the quarterback with that rotating group up front? Really the first look at Carl Lawson, which was nice to see him get after the quarterback. But what do you make of kind of the, the back end with this new look as they try to really improve that unit? Yeah, the, the two corners were good. Um, Gardner and Reed were good. I mean, D.J. Reed had an interception late in the game that was kind of inconsequential. The game was basically over when he picked the ball off, but he did pick one off. Uh, Neither of those guys gave up a big one. Uh, The only corner that gave up a really big play was uh, Bryce Hall, who's been, you know, relegated to second string because they brought in Gardner and brought in Reed. And he, he actually had really good coverage on a play, and you know, the Ravens just beat him, and Lamar threw a perfect ball. But, yeah, the, the safeties struggled a little bit in coverage. They gave up a couple of big plays. Um, but all in all, I mean, the Jet defense as a group did all that could be reasonably expected of a defense to keep a, a, a team in a game where the offense was doing nothing. And I think there was kind of a collective shoulder slump a couple of times in the game from the defense because they would get a stop, the tackles would be waving, the place was jumping up and down, the defense would be pumping their fists, they'd get a big hit, they'd get a third down stop, they'd go off the field, and the offense would come in and go three and out, or you know maybe gain one first down and have to punt. Um, you know, it wasn't until like the fourth or fifth possession that they even crossed the 50-yard line, and you know at halftime it was a seven-point game, and then you know the floodgates opened a little bit in the second half, but at some point Lamar Jackson is going to hit a playoff. 
Like, there's no defense that's going to be able, or very few, are going to be able to shut him out. And I think it wears so mentally on a defense, feeling like, man, if these guys score one touchdown, it feels like the game's over because our offense can't move the ball, much less get in position to get in the end zone. So, you know, I, I do think that the defense this past week, the final score was not really indicative even of how well they played for a, a long time in that game. Bob, big picture with the franchise, as, as Nathan and I, today we did offense-defense breakdowns and, and kind of took a look at everything that the Jets have versus what the Browns have. This roster's really, really good, and it feels yeah. like if they hit on if they hit on Wilson, then away we go. Is the feeling over there that they did hit on Wilson? We don't know yet. I mean, I don't know. the feeling yeah. that, they, that they hope they do, but, you know, last year he looked like a rookie. And he missed a month with an injury. And now in the first game of the preseason this year, first possession he was on the field, he threw a pick. And then he got hurt. <laughs> yeah. So I do think that, the, I mean, there's certainly cautious optimism. He was the second pick in the draft. Sure. And if you go back and watch a few of the games from last year, like the games they won, um, you know, late in the season he got a little more discipline with the ball. They beat Tennessee during the season last year, and he made some unbelievable plays in that game. So, yeah, there's optimism that he can do this. But as you said, you can run through the roster top to bottom and look at all of the different places that they've improved. And they really looked improved defensively. But unless the quarterback, we hope the quarterback is going to become, I mean, it's going to be a largely a moot point um, because it's all about the quarterback. And everything they did this past offseason was about the quarterback. You know, they brought in a re- basically a revamped offensive line. They Aaron Wilson with the 10th pick in the draft. Um, you know, they they brought back Braxton Berrios. They took Brees Hall in the second round. Like, they, they're finding as many ways as they possibly can to protect Wilson and surround him with guys that can play. Um, the one thing I would say, optimistically speaking, is that when he's healthy and he's doing he looks like one of those guys. Like, yep. yeah. I mean, at, at their absolute top-notch best, it, Josh Allen might develop into the most complete package of any quarterback in the league. I don't know. There's a lot of really good young quarterback talent in this league, and certainly – you know, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, very much at the top of that list. And, you know, I mean, Herbert, like there's this great young quarterbacks in this league. But, like, Mac Jones and Tuatunga Bailoa, on their best day, like their best dream, not <laughs> do what physically no. yep. can do. Yep. Like, they can't, they'll never be able to run around and throw the ball the way that like Zach Wilson can do on an individual play everything that like a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes can do. But to be a good quarterback in the NFL, there's obviously massively more things that go into the equation than just that. And all that other stuff, he still has to learn that and prove that he can do all that other stuff. Diagnosing a defense, knowing when to check it down, making the simple play, making good decisions, you know, getting a team out of the wrong play, into the right play, like, you know, seeing everything. 
everything that a quarterback needs to see and how they have to see it. You know, and, and so much of that is between the ears and, you know, just learning how to play the position. It has nothing to do with what you can do physically. So he has all of that to still prove that he can do. But if you just watch him athletically on some of his highlight plays, some of the throws that he makes, I mean, there's like a Miami Dolphin and a New England Patriot fan will never see these plays made for their teams as long as they keep their quarterbacks the way the Jets might be able to see from their quarterback. But there's a lot more that goes into playing winning quarterback in the NFL. Than- it certainly is. Bob, great stuff as always. Good talking to you, my friend. Thanks for your time, and we hope you enjoy the town on Sunday. All right, guys. Glad to help. All right, that's Bob Wischusen. He is the voice of the Jets, of course. That's the that's the deal. Like because of the arms race at the top and the skill and the talent and yep. the youth of the players at the position, if you don't have one of those guys, you don't have a chance. That's right. And they're banking that they do. And I think his point, I'd rather it feels like I'd rather roll the dice right now with him and the potential upside than what is known of the other two. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So much more to come, including a score. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Join Z and Gerard tonight, 7 to 8. Kevin Stefanski Show, West Park <laughs> Station, Lorraine Road in Cleveland's Camps Quarters area. AWOC is going to be there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Check out uh, great. Thursday Night Football, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Maybe you can. Right. I'm assuming that they'll have it on their TVs. Yeah, but they found a way around yeah, it. We, had that guy, we, got it all it was, we got it all sorted out. There's like out, a spectrum yeah, business. business situation that sorts That's it right. out. Yeah. That's right. That's right. They got it. You're good. You're safe. You're safe, pal. Safe. All right. Here we go. We got one more score. Little to do. score for Thursday night? It's time. Will you guys go separate directions? That's the question. Los Angeles traveling to Kansas City. Chiefs, Chargers, AFC West tilt number one in 2022 such a great game great game i'm all in on the chargers as you well know yeah no harrison butker could there be a kicking issue could be cost the chiefs just a few points i think the chiefs prevail i think they prevail 31 to 30 31 to 30 to 30 on a same thursday night same it's a thursday night pay attention to the scores on a thursday night kids to Pay the attention to the scores. But in this on one, are we night. opening it up for everybody, or is it just for the select? Everyone? Select. Everyone? We'll find out Those tomorrow. Those are the no-no. We'll find out tomorrow. It's going to be a fun game. That's right. We have a loaded show tomorrow. Oh, baby. Talk to well, us. We have Hoff, right? No. Well, Hoff's going to call in from golf. Oh, that's right. He's in golf. Yeah. Because it's Legends Hoff, Weekend. Hoff's got a weekend. The Hoffness. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler in studio. Oh, really? The King? The King, the King will be joining us live. Yeah. Scores, over-unders. 
All the fun. Maybe an MJ Emerson sighting? I'll have to remember to do the over-unders before we actually start the show. Yeah, yeah I, minor feel, detail. I feel like I do better when there's more prep put in the over-unders. Yeah, you like, you like especially if you do the prep on the over-unders, then you really then like Then I really like it. You like those a yeah. lot. So yeah. Speaking of that, don't you have some writing to do while we wait? He doesn't write anymore. Don't uh, the next level is coming up next. We are back tomorrow for more fun. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.